A few weeks ago, I spoke to Katie Catalyst, also known as Katie Murray, for Coaching Uncovered podcast. I loved talking to Katie as a fellow coach. She is a leadership coach for changemakers. And what I wanted to find out about was her process for launching and running her mastermind, because we happened to be doing the launching and running them at the same time. So that's what the episode is mostly about. But in the process, I also found out about how she got into the kind of coaching that she does, particularly around DNI specialisms, and also to find out a little bit more about her behind the scenes when she goes on and offline and what she feels like when she is on and offline, because that's something that I'm really interested in, you know, our inner worlds outside of being the coach that we are, and also how she runs her more public sessions on Instagram. But she has other facets to her work as well around her work with corporations. So we delve into that throughout the episode. I hope you enjoy it. I love talking to Katie. And you know what? In the process of arranging this podcast, I really got to know Katie much better. And that was pure joy. So enjoy yourselves. This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. Hello, Katie. Nice to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. Yay. And I'm so glad we've arranged this. We've had lovely chats backwards and forwards about when we can do this and defining what we're going to talk about, because I know that we have got some brilliant things that we're talking about. But I am delighted to have you here finally on the Coaching Uncovered podcast. (laughs) Yay. Katie, um, please share what you call yourself so that I can have you introduce your title better than I will. Thank you. And it's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me, Emily. So I am Katie Murray and my I go by the handle Katie Catalyst and I'm a leadership coach. I choose to work with change makers. So they are people who are wanting to make a difference in the world. It is usually women that I work with. I do work with a very few very special men, but it is mostly women that I'm working with. And that's entrepreneurs and women inside their own businesses or inside organizations who are making a difference in the world. And I support them to step up into that without burning out. Oh, I love that. Without burning out is so vital. Because when we want to change the world, we tend to potentially not always make that very sustainable for ourselves, right? So that felt like a very important piece of the picture. Oh, my goodness. And would you share for us, because I know we've met primarily on Instagram, but I know we've chatted and seen each other in other places. How did you get started on this? And I really want to find out about the catalyst word, because I only realized recently that that's not just your handle, but it's your website. It's kind of very much part of your branding, isn't it? Yeah, so catalyst, um, I'm not a chemist and, and I think the official chemistry word for catalyst is not is not quite the fit that I wanted, but the concept of catalyst for me is around what's the change that happens when we're together. So what's the transformational conversation? What's the way of being together that then creates some kind of change for you? And so, yeah, for me, that really encapsulated what happens in a coaching process and in lots of the group work that I do as a facilitator as well so how can I be a catalyst for change and it doesn't mean that I'm doing all the work it sometimes means I'm 
just present for others or it might be a question that I ask or it might be a way that we've had the conversation can enable that shift for somebody else so there was something very early on in my 20s that really captured me um, and I think a friend of mine actually talked to me about being a catalyst and said Katie Catalyst sounds quite cool you should put that on your hotmail and that became my email before we all had brands and so that that stuck really from that point. You were there in personal branding before it was even personal branding. <laughs> Without realising my name became important in that way, yeah. And I need a diversity, equity and inclusion consultancy and that's called Catalyst Collective. So again, the idea there was how can we together co-create a more fair and equitable world? And that's the clients that I'm working with, but also the colleagues that I work with in that, in that organisation. So yeah, Catalyst Collective was also capturing that sense of being, being change makers. And have you always been into coaching when you were in your, um, I mean, we haven't necessarily talked about being employed work, but when you weren't in your independent coaching, were you doing coaching elsewhere in your background? Yeah, it's always been a part of my job since a very young age. Actually, there was always something in every job I did, which was about being alongside other leaders and supporting leaders in what they were doing. And I didn't even really know to call it coaching initially. And it, it, you know, it emerged in a more formal way over time through my career. But that sense of being somebody who is there as a resource to other people and provides space for other people to grow and be at their best, that just somehow, without even being called that, it was part of early jobs that I did. I, I had a really wonderful opportunity early on in my career to work with an organization that worked globally and there were 4,000 staff from 80 countries and I was given this job which was like learning and development support for all of these leaders and I had to just learn really quickly how to scale support for a lot of people and how to get other people to resource their people so rather than me having to do it all and I wonder if that's where some of the kind of catalyst idea came from as well so what can I do for these leaders and managers so that they can make life better for their people without me impossibly being able to be everywhere at once? Of course, I couldn't do that. So had to learn to sort of go with where the energy was and do the small things that would make the big difference in, in lots of different locations. So yeah, that was a really fun job. And I did that quite early on. So I had to get my head around um, quite a lot of complexity in that job. And it kind of got me started. Talking to you now, I realise that you will have created a lot of those practices and um, systems that you now work with in independent businesses. So you work with founders, entrepreneurs, coaches. How do you find the difference between working in a larger organisation versus individuals that you might be coaching? Ooh, yeah, I love that question. When we talked about working with women, there's something about, I realised early on there was a bit of a narrative which was, let's fix you. you you know you need to be fixed and I think I rebelled against that and I, I don't believe that women or other people who are marginalized inside workplaces or inside society need to be fixed so that sense of what's going on for us individually what might some of the barriers be or what might some of the beliefs be running that we've been socialized into that are holding us back and I do think those can be real and present and in coaching we can absolutely work with that as well as like what do we want and what's all the potential and how do we draw that out and I also think that systems and structures affect people and they can create barriers um, and the way that bias and prejudice plays out means that some people have less access and power and privilege is real all of that stuff mm -hmm. and so inside organizations when I'm coaching people it's about what's going on for you internally and how do you work with that and 
um, develop that for yourself. But also it's about how are you navigating this system, if you think of the workplace as a system that you're in and how, how are you finding ways to kind of work within that or um, you know, potentially co-create something different or leave and frankly find a different way of living your life and being in the world. So inside an organization, that system piece is also really present. I think for founders though, and independence, if you like, like us, mm. that is also true, isn't it? We are, we are still navigating systems in society and the, the entrepreneurial world and the coaching world and all of these things are also ways that humans have organized themselves that can include or exclude and so we are always working within that kind of system and individual space and yeah that's how I like to to work with people that you're not in isolation Um, and again back to you're not broken it's actually not about you you don't need to be fixed there might be things in the system that are not working or not designed to work well for you and therefore how will you navigate that Oh, that's brought up so much as well around the narrative that we can be, um, I say told or led to believe, especially as coaches, you know, you can be fixed as a coach before we become trained as a coach. You know, I might be broken, so I'll train to be a coach and then I'll fix myself and then I know I'll fix other people. That's what comes up, number one. And then you just talked about the systems and I just think about you know, we met on Instagram. So let's just talk about Instagram within that reference, the system of Instagram and how we play a game or a hierarchy, or I say power again, I know you're going to talk to us about power uh, practices, but the power of where we are within our structure of our online platforms, so much to unpick. Yes. So, mm, so much in there. I think we believe as coaches, do we, that we we can be part of someone else's journey process healing whatever we want to name that as and we are helping in some way we are supporting in some way but there's a dance isn't there because we're not the ones who will do that for somebody else or fix or make that happen or control that for somebody else in any way so that feels like a really important distinction and then what you've named there for me Emily is around what work are we doing ourselves kind of on ourselves so that we also know that we're on that journey too and and not that I have to be fixed before I can support somebody else but there's a real humility isn't there to say I'm experiencing struggle or challenge or these are the things that I take to my therapist or whatever it is that we we each hold from our life experiences that's part of our humanity too isn't it and and as coaches we know we have supervision and we have that support so we don't kind of leak that into our coaching relationships um it isn't aware of a brokenness for me but it's aware of um the humanity maybe what do you think Actually, that my first comment, <laughs> what you said around, yes, because we have supervision and we don't do that with our clients. And the first thought I have is, well, unfortunately, we know people we that probably do. do. And that's what's, mm. again, without it being a judgment, but maybe sometimes there needs to be judgment around how you hold space as a coach, how you support people with the right techniques and processes for where they're at and with your leadership, right? Coming back to your leadership idea, how do we hold leadership so that we're not the guru that we're told we should be as a coach apparently from 20 years ago but we're leading enough for people to feel inspired and um to leap from the change be the catalyst for the change there you go perfect Mm. (laughs) do you know what that makes me kind of want to delve into this we've been talking um behind the scenes about our mastermind launches haven't we because 
we I think we sort of launched around about the same time yeah. and I know not just launching a mastermind but the the process of launching for coaches can feel a range of emotions mm. like excited um ego driven in a positive way but also daunting lots of tech stuff usually comes up yeah. uh, will people want to join and I just thought it'd be really nice to touch on that with you to hear your reflections on your own launch perhaps a bit about your process and how you found the launch of your mastermind I know it's not the first time is it it's second or third time you've run it yeah so all of those things you've just named all of those feelings and things came up um so I I run three different paid group programs and I don't mm. call them all a mastermind because they're all in the slightly different spaces that I mentioned earlier so I run one for leaders who are leading on equity and anti-racism and inclusion mm. work and that's inside organizations so I don't call that a mastermind just because of the language piece but it, it works in a similar kind of action learning group coaching kind mm. of way but if I talk about the business mastermind that I run which I call change making women mm. so that that for me has has always been a small group space so I I've chosen not to go down the we we were laughing weren't we about the sort of jazz hands Facebook ads all that sort of stuff I've chosen not to go down that road and partly because I I don't need huge numbers for that group or don't want huge numbers for that group but also if I'm honest because that stuff I just find really daunting and mm. and it feels like there's there's a, a lot of learning for me to be in that space at some point if I go down that route at some point so the piece that feels comfortable and joyful and, and sort of where is the energy for me and it is word of mouth referrals and building lots of great relationships and conversations where people know what I do and then we talk about the mastermind as one of the options and one of the ways mm. to work with me now that is quite labor intensive because it is so relational and I'm really open to being convinced on this if, if people are listening thinking oh there's so clearly an easier way here um, but it feels to me like for people to commit to a six month journey because that's how long we kind of walk together a journey together for and the focus is not it's not a guru program with me it's not I'm going to teach you my a to z to get to you know 100k years or whatever it is yeah. um it although we do talk about that but it, it is about it's much more about how we support each other and there's a massive level of accountability and cheerleading and we talk a lot about collaboration so it's when we're together as a group of women which by the way we're not really socialized to do that very well we're taught to compete actually or we're taught yes. to to be in comparison rather than be in collaboration so a lot of the work that I'm doing with the group is modeling how do we be together mm. as a group of change makers as a group of women who want to do amazing things in the world how do we support each other in our businesses but it becomes much more about how do we be together and and the learning is really rich around that bit of an aside so in terms of the launch process it is I guess about people getting to know that as an approach and wanting yes. to be part of that rather than necessarily here's my system you know come and learn my system and which is great I'm, I'm saying that in a, a slightly flippant way but I, those programs are also awesome they're just different I think to what yes. to what the mastermind is that I think you run and that, that I run too so yeah, really open to suggestions if you think there are better ways to launch that. But that that's how I've done it the last couple of times and encourage people to refer, encourage, you yeah. know, I do ask people for referrals. I ask people to let people know. And I, I ask for feedback a lot as I go along. If there's anything that people are concerned by or not enjoying, I know when it's happening so that when I ask them for a referral, they're, they're ready to do that. And I know that they're in a good place to do that. So 
yeah that's that's how that's how the launches have gone so far <sighs> I think for next time when you asked about reflecting on the process I do think I'm going to do a taster session next time because mm. I had some feedback which was like oh my goodness this is amazing I didn't realize it's going to be this good and I thought oh actually for people to invest at that level there yeah. does need to be some reassurance doesn't there that it is going to give them what they need and want or even demonstrate that they really want to be there so yeah I think a taster session may help for that next time and for people that are considering and curious so perhaps when we're listening into this it's like oh what are the things that will help people feel that they can say yes like a Mm -hmm. really full body yes and what can I do as a service provider to make it easy I guess for people to say to say yes without that yeah without being really genuine that it's it is exactly what they need and want yes oh my goodness I love that can I reflect on something you said about yeah sure somebody's going to say there's an easier way to do this (laughs) please tell me if there is (laughs) I mean for me the way that I teach around an easeful a more gentle business Mm. she says teaching yes teaching and coaching is the there's a difference between easy and easeful and easy is like oh I don't have to think about it very much it just yes sure it flows but um it, you know, it's not very conscious. Easeful can still be something that's fairly labor intensive, maybe even mm. hard, but you've chosen to do it in a way or it flows so much for you that despite it being harder or more labor intensive, it's still joyful, has amazing impact mm, and really feels great. That's a way of thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, and, and I can tell you, not that you're asking for my advice, but I can tell you as someone who's used Facebook ads and I actually really enjoy them, took me a mm. long time to get to that point. It doesn't always mean you get more people and better clients. Mm. It does in certain circumstances. So I really wish we could all walk away with knowing there isn't one way to launch something or to do something because there'll be another person that's teaching or sharing, not that you're teaching and sharing launching, but as an example, you know, you should only do it where you aren't available at all ever until somebody's paid to be in your program or only at the last sales point, for example, but that won't work for some and many clients you know and and the challenge with that isn't it I'm I'm thinking about myself listening into this that when you first start out you have to try something and so you do go to the well I did I went to the well how do I do this then somebody tell me what to do you know because I've not done this before and the the link between you know coaching one-to-one and coaching in programs and then going into more of an online space that was a massive learning curve for me so I did a lot of that you know please can someone tell me how to do this and until we find our way that works for us as you're suggesting there is a bit of trial and error isn't there an experimentation and and a little bit sometimes of hand-holding needed and support needed to know like the tech stuff as you said how do I get this all working so I I hear the sort of reassurance that we can find our own way and I also think we do need to just try some different things and I think with a different kind of product I perhaps would so I have done things before which were sort of webinar based and you know all the sort of launchy all the launchy stuff Mm. and I think with some product that clearly does work and I'm putting kind of bunny ears around the word work there it, it feels the mastermind is such a personal journey for people and I'm also gauging fit not for I'm Mm. of course gauging fit for the individual but I'm also in all the conversations in the pre-conversation I'm gauging 
how will this be for you in the group and what will the group experience be like and as I mentioned already that collaboration piece we talk a lot about that in the pre-chat that people are are really wanting that and are really up for that in terms of what they'll receive and what they can choose to give so that there's a bit of filtering and sort of vetting in all directions that's happening before people say yes and before I say yes too to that individual. There's something as well I just uh, picked up on when you talked about your during the process you're gaining feedback from people at at many key points Mm. you're kind of you're really facilitating and leading that process and perhaps what we don't understand until we've done it a few times I'm not sure the word is understand what we don't appreciate as much is what works for us as the coach that we are yeah so you sound like you're a really peer-led coach but with a leadership role like a facilitative role but you're not there going everyone listen to me all the time I'm going to share with you exactly how it's done and if you weren't that kind of coach, perhaps you wouldn't launch your mastermind in that kind sure. of way. So it's really nice, isn't it? It's it's your personality is the whole way through the process, not yeah. just in how you lead the group, but in how you promote it. Mm, that's yeah. Th- thank you. That's a lovely way to think about it. And I, I was thinking about it like a discovery call that we might do before we start working one to one with somebody. And it feels like that that part of the process is really important before some kind of group program as well for me as you said for for me and for the way that I work are there differences for you in how you I don't know that I'm it's a distinction for you yeah it's a great question I don't know that I I, obviously I don't know because we haven't talked about hours or anything like that but I don't know that I'm um as one-to-one before the process I definitely talk to people and I converse and have various conversations if not in the official sort of let's have half an hour and chat but in other different ways I think I've removed myself slightly from the process um technically if we were talking about marketing techniques I have a bit of a funnel Katie um but no but everyone does it's just yeah just they just look different right um which is exactly the learning from this everyone does usually have some Mm. kind of customer journey we just haven't written it down yes um I think I've used I've not so much this year since I've come back from maternity leave, but I've used um, Facebook ads and similar things to generate more leads yeah. into my email list, for example. But it sounds like we're quite similar around that final bit around. Yeah. This is still a hand holding process. This is still a conversation. between. It's two very people. relational, isn't it? At that at that stage. Mm. Yeah. And, and honestly, as a customer, that's what I want as well. So it doesn't surprise me that that's what I prefer offering because I'm not going to go and offer something that feels jarring to what I would want to buy and something I found so curious this time around and and actually really encouraging was quite a few people even at that kind of quite high intensive conversation stage one of us said no at one point or another um, for various reasons and there was lots of learning as to the reasons really helpful feedback to me as to why people were saying no but each of those no's felt absolutely right to me and for them and then the other thing that also happened, which, it, but, but it was still perhaps unexpected for me. I was like, oh, this is interesting that there are some no's even at this stage. Um, and then the other thing I found encouraging to me was, and I got yeses to other things. So people were like, actually, I don't want this, but could we work together one-to-one? Or I don't want this, but I want to come into your DEI leaders program because actually we discovered that was going to be a much better fit for them. So one person actually moved to a different program 
Um, and then some people I talked to quite early on in the process for the mastermind were not ever going to want to buy, we realized weren't going to want to buy the mastermind or be part of that. But we ended up collaborating on something else. And, yes. and they, you know, there's something else that's come through that, a couple of those other relationships. And so I've just found that really interesting that when we, when we go into launch, again, I'm doing that kind of bunny ears, I guess there's a point of visibility, isn't there? And there's a point of connection and openness to bringing people into your space and into your program. Actually, there's so many other beautiful opportunities and, and experiences that can come from that. And I, I'm learning, I won't say I've learned, but I'm learning to almost sort of just hold that more openly as well, that those other things can also be part of, of the joy of it, rather than I have to just get this result with that kind of slightly more narrow focus. And that's helped me feel more relaxed about the launching process. I am nodding furiously, <laughs> honestly. I just love that. That, mm. that feels like gold dust to share as well, because how often might one feel, I'm not reaching my target, so I'm... Right. I failed. I'm right. not good at this. Right. You've just shown actually by, I'm sure you've had a target, but by also knowing there's many different routes that people can yeah. find me or work with me, or we can establish a relationship. Wow. That's just more joyful. What brilliant advice. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm really happy to share it because I, I don't, I don't often hear people talk about that bit because, and therefore we can get that pressure, right. Of like, it has to be like this, as you said earlier, it has to be this process and then it has to be this result. And I'll talk about the results. And, and of course, when we work with our clients, that whole growth mindset piece of like, well, what's the progress and what's the learning and what's the process and, and I have to coach myself around that and, you know, with, with the support that I have in my life around, well, let me notice those other pieces of progress and those other small moments that we can celebrate. Like, yeah, it just makes the whole thing more easeful to go back to your beautiful word. Can I say though as well, there's something quite, I say this word a lot and this feels very appropriate now. This is really mm. nuanced because to me, this doesn't, and, and I, I think you might concur, you can tell me, mm. it doesn't feel like one of those sort of typical quotes of you know don't see it as failure it will always come back round it's it's more nuanced than that I, and I can't quite picture what it is but it's it's almost I'm not looking at this as success or failure it is what it is I obviously want income from this I obviously yeah. want the client so I can have a great impact but I'm also willing and free enough in my mind to accept these people will come to me in a variety of different ways. And I'm not so held onto the structure of how they come. Or even what, what the relationship will be. Right. You know, it might actually be different to you're going to be a client in my mastermind. Again, to use that example, it might be, oh, you're going to be somebody that I do some other collaboration with, or you're going to be somebody who I, I don't work with, but I'm really happy that I met you for another reason. So yeah, as I say, learning this, haven't learned this, this is quite, I have to be quite self-conscious around this and um, encouraging myself to, to keep that frame of mind because I find I can get into, yeah, the pressure and comparison of like, it needs to be X, Y, Z. And I, that is a less healthy dynamic for me, I think. You, when you're telling... going to talk about mental health and my <laughs> yeah. kind of well-being through this process too well but... I was going to say you're 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 speaking it very I, I was going to reflect back to you something that I would love to learn more of around you know the idea of actually 
of course all feedback is good feedback it can <laughs> still be really hard when yeah. it's negative mm. and holding steady and being resilient in yourself mm. when you are in launch mode um yeah. and it feels like you are already resilient and obviously you're saying I'm becoming it so you're doing something right because it sounds like you're very resilient I thank you I think there's something about it's not over till it's over either you know in that launch window where you have a window and I've learned that it you can't judge it before it's done and and to judge it before it's done can get again for me you know quite unhelpful I can go really off track you know in any direction really oh this is great or oh this is terrible and it's all really extreme and all that sort of stuff quite quite melodramatic at that point (laughs) oh my goodness I mean on that point I know that you absolutely love walking and you live near is it the Gales yeah I live in the Lake District so I am very fortunate to have a hill close to where I live and and during lockdown um through the COVID times this this hill has been pounded by you know everybody living in my in my streets on the edge of a town so there's actually quite a lot of people here and literally the field is just now like kind of mud like mud paths scraped into the side because we've all just been doing this same little route but yes what were you going to ask me about the hill well I mean it kind of relates to well-being and taking time Mm. out of your business as well we we had a brief discussion about us both not being very much online at the moment but for no reason in particular and it you know fits in line with looking after yourself when you're kind of in this sort of business what do you do to support yourself mentally physically during or after launch periods or indeed throughout the time of the year mm, for your business. yeah great question and this is this is so key for me because that whole piece about stepping up without burning out of course we we mentioned this earlier didn't we, we we're coaching people that we there are aspects of ourselves in the clients that we work with right so that piece about stepping up without burning out is really pertinent for me as I stretch and grow I, I want to do that in a sustainable way so I I've developed a number of what I call power practices which are just really small things we, we all have habits and routines don't we so these are just really small habits that we can build into our day-to-day and they make a difference over time I've kind of gleaned them from all the productivity and well-being and spiritual and all those different spaces and so I, I try to walk <laughs> my talk and and use those and some days I'm I'm kind of really on track and some days less so and I again just learned to say today's not been so great let's just get back onto it tomorrow and um, being outside and walking fresh air really key ones for me again through lockdown I've noticed days where I've been really screen based and maybe it's two or three days I've not been outside like mm. the energy levels the dipping the emotional dip it's massive and I really noticed the difference so I guess for all of us just finding ways that we can move our body and exercise and where we can get fresh air it just Mm. it's got such we know don't we We know all these things it's just doing it often there's that gap between what we know and then what we can actually do so yeah I try to be relatively rhythmic and disciplined around around fresh air and moving my body and I know that that makes a difference for me and then some other things around gratitude around setting intentions and keeping on track again I think this this strange time that we've had where you know what do I actually want what kind of life do I want to create and everything that's been disrupted let's say through through the experience of the pandemic and we know that's impacted people so differently in so many different ways but however it's impacted us we can ask those bigger questions like what do I want my life to be like now that now that we are where we are and what does this really look like and then tuning in day to day with that so I can get really stuck in the busyness of client work and you know maybe launching whatever it is that's going on in the business but actually zooming out and saying well what am I trying to create here and 
what do I need to do today, even really something really small that will help me build towards that. That sort of practice really helps me feel connected to my life and to what I actually want, even when when things are busy. And then the online piece that you mentioned. Yeah, I come off every weekend. So I have some boundaries around it, which are not many, but I I do come off every weekend. I try Mm. not to be I aim to not be on, I use Instagram mostly. I aim not to be at all on Instagram over the Mm. weekend. I don't use Facebook very much. I use LinkedIn during the week. And that boundary again works for me as a rhythm. And frankly, just differentiates the weekend sometimes from the week. It's like, let's do different things at the weekend because all the days have blurred so much. So that's a boundary that helps me. But I think when we talked and we both had been a little bit at a distance from social, I find it quite difficult to go back like if I've actually had about 10 days where I haven't posted regularly and usually I'd give it quite a lot of attention and I find it at this point it's quite difficult to go back and sort of gear back up into that level of of being on and as as I experience it so yeah I'm at that stage right now I'm like okay let's get a plan and let's find ways to make this feel easeful because right now it feels like a bit of a schlep to get back to that level again noticing how addictive it is isn't it when you stop something you notice how much you usually would be on it or using it or whatever so it feels like a bit of a fasting experience where you're like oh I'm quite addicted to this (laughs) let me just detox now for a while a silent meditation (laughs) yeah there's yeah so social media there's so much isn't there in there but I think how we care for ourselves again it's about sustainability isn't it we can all do a burst a brilliant burst and that's wonderful and I'm I'm building as I know you are and I'm sure your listeners are building something that is to be longer than a burst and is Mm -hmm. to be a sustainable part of my life and so I have to pace myself. I don't have a huge team to do. Yeah. You know, I'm really good at delegating, but I don't currently have a great team to delegate. I don't have a big team to delegate lots of things to. So I've made a choice there in terms of, you know, costs and things. But yes, I've chosen to do things myself. But that means sometimes it won't get done because other things are prioritized. Right. Wow. This. Wow. This. Do you know what? Can I go? Can I ask you if you would be willing to share a power practice with us, if if they're shareable, yeah, or if yeah, it's a? Yeah, of course. Yes, I, of course. I'd love to know, and I'm sure other people would love to know. Sure. So let me share with you setting intentions. So I mentioned when we know what it is that we're wanting to build in our life, and what what is it that we're wanting to grow, whether that's with our families and our communities and our workplaces, whatever that looks like. Then I just use intention setting to kind of check I'm on course every day, and it's really mm. quick. Three questions. The first question is, how do I want to feel today? So that's emotion and actually naming emotion, mm. and we know that we're then priming our brain to. To, to look for that and to find opportunities to feel how we want to feel. And we also then start to prime our brain to actually then do some stuff in the day that will help us to feel how we want to feel. Mm. So if I say to myself in the morning, I want to feel energized today, but then I spend all day on my laptop without going for my walk. And my, you know, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, guess what? My body's not going to feel particularly energized by the end of the day. So if I set that intention, I'm much more likely then to, to take the 10 minute walk around yes. the block to, to boost my energy. So first question, how do I want to feel today? Second question is, how do I want to show up today? So how do I want to be with the people that I'm with? So my clients, my colleagues, my family, whoever it is in your Mm. world, how do I want to be with them? Because sometimes I'm just on default mode um, or I, you know, I'm a bit more 
conscious around how I want to be with clients but maybe with my family I'm a bit less thoughtful and it it, I'm maybe not the way that I want to be with them so that just helps me say well I want to be patient I want to be um, compelling when I'm doing that presentation or I want to be kind with my kids when we're trying to agree xyz so again it just helps me kind of set the course for the day and if things go off which they often do Mm. I can go well I wanted to be patient okay sorry I wasn't patient then right let's get back to I'd like to be patient now so whatever it is that you've chosen and then third question is what's one thing I want to progress today Mm. and progress not complete so progress allows our brain to say oh there's a little thing I can do that will help me move towards my goal help me move towards that life I want to create for myself not I have this huge thing I want to do and I have to complete it so guess what I won't do anything because I haven't got time to complete it it's too overwhelming so progress is a really useful word I find yes in that question and then it helps my brain to say well actually just send that email or send that dm or reach out to that person or you know, for goodness sake, send your tax off to the accountant or whatever, like do that small thing that will actually help your life to progress in in the way that you want it to. And it means that even when you're super busy with a hundred other things and you're juggling everything in life, if there's one small thing you've progressed every day Mm. over time, you're making huge progress. So those are three questions. How do I want to feel today? How do I want to show up? One thing I want to progress today. And they're really powerful, those questions, and they help you to do some small things every day that shape your life over time. Wow, they're beautiful. And I'm going to get them to be written in the notes of the this episode so that we can take a look at them. I love that as well. Something uh, has just come up around progress over procrastination. Because mm. yeah. I'm sure when we have a million things to do, like you said, we don't do any of them. But if I just take one step, at least you feel a bit better rather than going and perfection can come in there isn't it? it's like it has to be a certain way so I won't do any of it whereas you know progress over perfection is like it it just do a small thing it's better to have done something than not to have done any of it and like you say to keep it in a procrastination space oh I love that Katie thank you so much Mm, you're welcome really nice I'm glad I heard what the power practices are (laughs) I've seen them and I'm like I want to know um you are you've been doing a really lovely series on Instagram when you have been on there and I don't know when your latest one was but I've seen a few of them in the last few months on change makers sort of leaders Mm. and change makers aren't they what what do you love doing about that series and what do you think people get from it by seeing you on there in that way yeah, there's a connection with the brand, of course, because I'm all about change making women. So when I thought about what kind of series might I like to do, I'm choosing something that feels really fun to do. And it's people that I want to speak to and they inspire me and I mm-hmm. and they're already role models for me. So they're people that I've wanted to really center their voices and yeah, I guess allow them to be heard in in my community and in my space. And um have that conversation about what inspires them and what enables them to be doing the change making work they're doing so yeah that was some of the drivers behind it the Mm. logistics are I do that when I have a little bit more capacity so if things are booked with client work and if you know it's something that I do when there's a little bit more space in the diary and I really enjoy it because it's again part of that connection and feeling part of that wider community of awesome women so it's it's always inspiring to have those conversations I think if people are thinking about doing a series there's something about yeah finding something that 
that fits for for you and for your brand so and what you're wanting to do more of in the world so that you're it, it's aligning with that mm. and again that makes it a bit more fun and there's a bit more flow I also really like what you said about doing it when you have more capacity because for the best will in the world and the best intentions you know we would have a marketing plan that every Monday I do this and every yes. Thursday I do this yeah for some people it really works for other people it's on and off but I also just think we have to go with what space we have right yeah. what energy we have and what space we have yeah so I'll plan that ahead and um, obviously because it involves other people there's a bit mm. of booking and logistics and and if I plan maybe f- I, I do sort of four at a time I don't want to do more than that but four at a time and then I'll probably have a break and then there'll be you know there'll be the next piece and and I see others doing it brilliantly with a you know bit more um perhaps a little bit more plans ahead and I think that I do think that looks good and it looks wise um but yeah I'm just making it work in the mix in the mix for me with other things that are there yeah that's brilliant Katie where can we find you other than obviously Instagram as we've talked about and what are you up to in the next few months other than running your brilliant mastermind and I think you are you've got two groups running at the same time at the moment yeah yeah, there's all, all the groups are running and, and the next mastermind is coming up soon. So people can contact me about that if you'd like to have a conversation. Um, yes, at Katie Catalyst on Instagram and Katie Murray on LinkedIn, if that's your bag. Lovely, love to connect with you there. Slightly different vibe, but really happy to, mm-hmm. to connect and um, be in relationship there. And people can sign up for my letter. So I write a letter called Catalyst Notes and that's really designed to share tips and strategies on stepping up without burning out. So you're welcome to join me there and um, rest of the year yeah all the things we've talked about and and I'm also going to be writing a book that's happening so I do need to it, it's been greenlit and I now need to write it so that's coming up and I'll I'll yeah take people on the journey with that through the year oh awesome how do you feel about writing a book yeah it's super excited yeah it's going to be fun and it feels like a huge creative project um that I need to just nibble off piece by piece otherwise the it is a big piece that can feel a bit overwhelming so I'm, I'm doing all the work on myself around how to do a big project piece by piece it's like set my intentions what what am I going to progress today yeah power practice is- yeah it's all helping <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Katie. And I look forward to watching that journey. I'm assuming you're going to be sharing on social media. Yeah, I'll share. I'll share some highlights or maybe the lowlights along the way. (laughs) Learning. It means we'll all celebrate with you more when it's out. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on to Coaching Uncovered podcast. I've loved having you on and I'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you, Emily. Lovely to be here. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.